all of his dishes, just kind of take it to the edge. The food's amazing, just all around. She is not afraid of flavor. <laughs> Numbai. Everybody say Numbai. 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 Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by Total Wine and More, offering more than 8,000 wines, 2,500 beers, and 3,000 spirits. Total Wine and More, now with nine Bay Area locations. TotalWine.com. Redwood Credit Union offers personal and business banking, mobile access, and nationwide ATMs. It's banking for people who call this home and the future we're building together. Redwood Credit Union. National recognition for healthcare equality. It's a thousand things, big and small. Sutter Health. Oakland International Airport. Now with flights all over the world. iFlyOAK.com. <laughs> Hi, I'm Leslie Sabraco. Welcome to Check Please Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. We have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots, and the other two go check them out to see what they think. This week, we have three guests who have experience in the professional kitchen. First up, Chef 2 David Fu takes us out for a night of delicious Cambodian food at an eatery in Oakland with an inspiring story. And hardwood floor installer and pizza protege, Dario Alvarado, highlights a sumptuous spot in San Francisco lauded for its innovative, eclectic menu. But first, chef owner Anita Cartagena shares her destination for Latin American cuisine. The dining room may be small, but the exotic flavors are grande at this family-owned restaurant. In Healdsburg, you'll find Guiso Latin Fusion. My name is Carlos Mojica. I'm the chef owner at Kiso Latin Fusion uh, here in Hillsburg, California. Basically what we do is uh, light, fusion, light fusion food, which is uh, going to be a little bit of everything as in Central America, Caribbean, South America, uh, showcasing Latin culture as a whole, um, using local ingredients and uh, trying to showcase how family-oriented we are as Latinos. And um, the reason why I started showing a, a little bit of interest in the kitchen is because I've been super spoiled since I was a little kid. My mom is, was a stay-at-home mom with us, and she cooks amazingly, and my grandma as well. So uh, I always had that in the back of my mind of enjoying this wonderful food with, made with love and everything. So when I got to high school, my mom had to get an, a job and started working actually two, three jobs, and she wouldn't cook for us anymore because she was so busy. So I took a culinary class just to learn, my, teach myself how to cook something simple. As soon as I put on the chef go, I wanted to be a chef, and that's where it all started. I started washing dishes at a young age, and you know, being working in kitchens now for almost 13 years, and worked at also uh, with awesome chefs, and a great opportunity to learn a lot of stuff. You know, let's take you on a little journey of what being a very, very family-oriented Latino is about, and having great food. A lot of recipes are from my grandma and my mom, from childhood memories. She essentially gives me a wonderful, awesome idea, and then I kind of translate it to what I think about, you know, so I can fit in the restaurant and all that, so. We make a great team in that matter. She always says I cook better, but there's no way. She cooks way better than I do. No. <laughs> now, Anita, you have a restaurant in uh, Napa. 
yes, correct? In but Yonfo. In Yonfo. But this mm -hmm. place is all the way over in, in Sonoma. So how did you find this? Um, I heard first about it from one of my guests who's one of my regulars. And he said, you really should check out this young chef in Hillsburg. He is from El Salvador. Mm -hmm. And there are family recipes that he's taking and just revolutionizing with his technique. What is the dish that you dream about? What is <laughs> when you go, ah? Oh. Paella. Oh, really? Yes. Mm -hmm. He's not afraid of really, really getting in there and developing this amazing broth, the saffron that he uses. He doesn't pull back on it. Mm -hmm. uh, his technique on the shrimp and the mussels and the clams and the chicken mm -hmm. and this finely sliced uh, sausage. So really like, attention to detail. Is oh that what my you, goodness. Is that what yes. you get to? Absolutely. Uh, Chef Carlos, so warm welcoming. Uh, you mm -hmm. go into this small little unpretentious restaurant, but then he exceeds expectations in every aspect, from the food, the service, and the flavors, for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what, what is the dish, Dario, that you started with there? I started with the pupusas. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up being Guatemalan, and Salvador's right next to it, pupusas are something I grew up eating as a kid. And for me, not the pupusas to start, but the cortido. The cortido's like this pickled, spicy, briny mix of vegetables, mainly cabbage and carrots. It's like a Spanish coleslaw, mm -hmm. but what I love about it is just the depth of flavors that he had built into it, that it just cut right into all the the richness of the filling of the chicharrones in, in his pupusas. And really layered yes. with flavor. Yes. What did you have too? I really, really liked his fish tacos, and I think the th one liner that he where he got me was that he was using local cod from Bodega Bay. Mm -hmm. and my father's been a fishmonger in Pier 45, 30 years. Mm -hmm. His seafood's incredibly fresh, and I really think you can decipher if fish is fresh or not, especially in a dish like fish tacos. Because mm -hmm. um, if it's bad, it can be bad fish tacos. Exactly. <laughs> One of our favorite dishes definitely being the pupusas, the medianoche, which is his version of the uh, Cuban uh, sandwich. The sliders. The sliders. Oh, yeah. On house-made <laughs> bread, right. the pan latino, yes. my daughter just eats mm. baskets and of this with sweet. the herbs. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the sliders, I compared them to like a cross between a cubano and torta. I'm not an expert in right. Latin America or even Caribbean cuisine, but all I know is I enjoyed it. And I remember my group and I, we all agreed that he could create an equal but separate concept with just the sliders. Really? <laughs> His sliders so are so true. true. Did yeah. you have a chance to try the sliders? Yes, yeah. absolutely. The bread, I mean, I could just eat that bread all day. <laughs> and it's, it's so sweet and nice and soft and, and everything just marries so well. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I felt such at home, like with everything. I'm like, wow, this is like being at home again and eating from my mom. Absolutely. And I'm like, and the wine list is primarily local, isn't it? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, I'm sure he dabbles in some South American and mm -hmm. uh, Latin Alternating. wines. Yes, of course. So the one that we just recently had is Motion Vineyards uh, Pinot Noir, which was absolutely sensational. And did you have any wine when yes. you were there? Uh, right before our reservation, we went to Porto Lupi and. On his wine list, he had Portalupi, so it's so local that it's next door. Like, <laughs> yeah. That is hyper-local. Yes, hyper-local. I, yes. I love how his food's straight to the point. He's not over, overly pretentious because it's not about overall presentation. Right. He puts his effort where it makes the most sense is mm -hmm. the way it tastes. Um, and desserts. Oh. <laughs> I guess that, yeah. So good. So good. 
Uh, one of my favorites is this parfait, and the recipe is his grandmother's. Nice. And I almost want to say that the first time I had it, his a grandmother actually made it. Like you're saying, it literally feels like mom, grandma, mm -hmm. aunts, uncles are back there doing all the cooking. Yeah. Um, the last time we went in, my daughter just loves his vanilla ice cream with this uh, chocolate sauce over the top. But it literally feels like mom, grandma, mm -hmm. aunts, uncles are back there doing all the cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, cin <laughs> the cinnamon that he uses, it isn't normally sweet cinnamon, it's like Mexican mm -hmm. or Latin cinnamon right. that has more right. spice, more yeah. aromatic yes, to it. Yeah, right. more yes. aromatic. Well, this is your spot, Anita. Wrap yes. it up for us. If you want to get a little bit of Latin America in your life in Healdsburg, please check out Giso Latin Fusion. All right, and two. I thought it was an amazing place. I think executing amazing food in a very competitive neighborhood. So when you're in Healdsburg, you need to go. All right. And Dario. Don't be afraid of Latin food, even if it's Latin Taqueria. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes. Woo! If you would like to try Giso Latin Fusion, it's located on North Street in Healdsburg. The telephone number is 707-431-1302. It's open for dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Reservations are recommended. And the average dinner tab per person without drinks is around $50. Dario's spot in San Francisco welcomes you with salvaged wood walls that impart a warm farmhouse feel. And the seasonal California-focused menu pops with international influences. From a husband and wife dynamic duo, this is Rich Table. I'm Evan Rich. And I'm Sarah Rich, and we're at Rich Table in Hayes Valley in San Francisco. Our motto at Rich Table is go to the market, see what's good, and cook it. Let our background speak for themselves. But we also just try to draw from a lot of our experiences, whether they be restaurants that we've eaten in or places we've worked, obviously. We think about food all the time, and we get inspired by you know, what we see, what we try, and then we bounce ideas back and forth off of each other, and so it's really... Yeah, we, I mean, our, so our biggest places. influence is our stomach, and, you know, when we crave things, we kind of translate that into new dishes for the restaurant. And, you know, I've worked in a Japanese restaurant, I've worked in an Italian restaurant, I've worked in a French restaurant. And when I grew up eating, we would have Chinese food every weekend, we would have Italian food, we would do that, you know. And so I think it's hard to kind of put us in one category. Um, I know when we first opened up, people were, you know, oh, awesome, you're opening a restaurant. What kind of restaurant? And I was just like, I don't know, good food restaurant, you know? And I mean, if you really look at our menu, there are influences from Italian food, there are influences from Japanese, from Chinese, from French, you know, and we just kind of incorporate stuff that is meaningful from us, for us and, you know, that we're, we're craving. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Rich Table because Sarah and Evan Rich are, yes. are a dynamic duo when yeah. it comes to culinary expertise absolute, in this Yes, and they absolutely town. pour their hearts into their mm -hmm. food. Starting out their porcini dusted mushroom donuts, the first time I had those, those were so light and fluffy. And you're, you're thinking this is going to be some hard piece of bread, you know? And it's like, no, it's like a donut. It's fluffy. It's nice. And mm -hmm. so, like, you're still thinking it's a donut. And in comes in this, like, rasslet. 
The it's like cheese. the rasslet cheese. I mean, when we're done, we just get another separate rasslet cheese to just eat separately or start <laughs> dipping other things into it. Mm -hmm. It's so good. The sardine chips, all that texture from the anchovy, the saltiness from the anchovy. You get the crispness from the potato chip. And I mean, the appetizers, you can just have a whole meal. I was going to say, that's not even getting through no. a lot of the appetizers. Yeah, I mean, they've got fresh meat pasta with sea urchin. It's yeah. What it's did you delicious. have, too, when you started at I had, table? I had the truffle pasta. Mm -hmm. I had the sea urchin pasta. Both were really, really delicious. I love the sea urchin more than the truffle. Mm -hmm. The sea urchin cacio pepe um, was a more tubular, bigger noodle. And the sauce on that was perfectly emulsified. And when I say emulsified, it wasn't greasy. Mm -hmm. It was creamy. It mm -hmm. coated the pasta. And oftentimes when I go to pasta restaurants, the sauce is like pulling down at the bottom mm -hmm. of the bowl. This wasn't the case with the cacio pepe. I was really, really impressed. Right. So first of all, I would like to say thank you. <laughs> because as a chef, I'm always looking for the next thing that's going to inspire my palate. And going there, I was completely blown away. Mm -hmm. uh, we started out with this Espanol tortilla with caviar. Uh, which is just yeah. this layer upon layer upon layer of this flaky crust and just this dollop of caviar on top of that. Uh, we had this uh, dry-aged dumpling mm -hmm. that was the size of an empanada. Mm -hmm. And it was just stuffed with this giant piece of meat in there that was just seasoned to perfection and it was seared. We had two of those. They sell them by the each. I had two of those, but I could have literally had like 20. Uh -huh. um, and then they glaze it in this spicy chili sauce. Uh -huh. Oh my goodness gracious. I love the what fact that um, we didn't order the tasting menu. We ordered mm -hmm. a bunch of appetizers and the pasta and the main course, mm -hmm. right. but it felt like a tasting menu. Mm -hmm. you know, and like what else did you have besides the pastas? Uh, we had the carrot in the squid dish, which was good. Mm -hmm. um, I thought the carrot was the star of the dish, mm -hmm. but the carrot was perfectly cooked. Mm -hmm. And they cooked the texture of the carrot as if it were almost like a meat texture-like. Mm -hmm. And it was so beautifully cooked, bright. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it was chorizo, carrot, and squid. One of my favorites as well. What else did you have, Darla? I had the primate steak. And which was delicious. It was cooked perfectly medium rare. And on top of it, they put uh, tortilla chips. Yes. With this super so smoky chipotle peppery sauce. That steak, that was our main. And I was like, what is going on here? I'd never seen it quite prepared like that. Mm -hmm. Dry age, 21 days, I believe. Uh, it was sensational. I'm telling you, it was like butter. Yeah, it was. It was. Just well, it's interesting to have chefs comment on other restaurants and chefs because you really have a true appreciation of what it takes to get to that point, mm -hmm. right? Yes. You know, what it takes to cook something Definitely. to perfection. They mm -hmm. say great institutions uh, reflect their community, and I think right. Rich Table does an amazing job with that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It really yeah. Yeah. So you have a little bit of Chinatown, you have mm -hmm. a little bit of Mission mm -hmm. Street, mm -hmm. um, you have the local produce at the ferry building, all of that stuff is uh, cumbersome in that. Even like the, the seafood, you know, it's like local seafood from Pier 45 right yeah. down the street, yeah, so. Absolutely. Right. Any other dishes you had before we get to dessert? Uh, we did have the burrata with the, uh, the chickpeas. I don't even know exactly what was in this thing, but the sauce on the bottom was out of this world. It was super flavorful. Um, and then we also had the sweet potato. It almost looked like a club sandwich. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to make it sound so uh, simple, but it was, and uh, it was layered with the sauce in the middle that was just, I'm telling you, we ate everything on our plates. It mm -hmm. was just absolutely gorgeous. It was that good. Mm -hmm. It was that and, good. And yes. did you save room for dessert on this yes, one? Yes, we got the chocolate cake dessert, I believe. Mm -hmm. It came with some vanilla ice cream, and it was a little bit caramelized on top. Yeah. And the caramelization was nice because the, the, the cake itself wasn't this heavy, dense thing. It was nice, like fluffy. And 
like added saltiness to it. They put a bunch of nice salt on it, and the ice cream was great. Actually, my girlfriend and I that we were sitting, I was just eating the dessert, and she was just talking. <laughs> and then by the time our server came, she's all like, "Did you Where's try it?" And and she's like, "I didn't have any." And actually, because she didn't have any, the chef was so kind that he sent out a little, two little like honeycomb treats. Aww. That that was very nice and touching. And right. she usually likes right. chocolate, so. So that was good. I Did you all. you got dessert? Oh yes, ma'am. <laughs> I really wanted to try the creamsicle. Mm. If yeah. Kind of a signature had... dessert, right? Yeah, oh my goodness it, yeah. gracious! Mm -hmm. It's this shaved mandarin ice over this scrumptious vanilla ice cream, and then just fresh mandarins right. uh, just placed right on top of there. I just that yeah. takes me back to my childhood. I'm telling okay. you, that was my favorite. Well, and I have to highlight yes. the wine list because this is a destination for wine lovers. Yes. Oh yes, Absolutely. if you love wine, they yes. have local stars like Kutch and Pei, and mm. they've yeah. also got amazing Burgundies from France. Mm -hmm. You know, white Burgundies and red Burgundies. Yeah. The wine list is very accommodating to everybody. Yes. It's affordable. There yeah. are plenty mm -hmm. of affordable choices. Absolutely, on there. and they're all delicious, Absolutely. and they're all great, and all the servers. They're all very knowledgeable. We asked mm -hmm. her, we're looking for a white wine. Yeah. And then she was like, boom, this one. And here's three different options at right. three different price points. And right. yeah, it was it was great. Well, this is your spot. Wrap it up for us, Dario. For a nice evening out in San Francisco. And to really get some nice flavors of San Francisco, Rich Table is the place. All right, in two. Rich Table is my favorite, one of my favorite places to go in San Francisco. If you're coming from out of town and you want to experience San Francisco, go to Rich Table. All right, and Anita. Simply. Michelin quality, detail, amazing team. I highly recommend it. Please go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you would like to try Rich Table, it's located on Gough Street in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-355-9085. It's open for dinner every day. Reservations are recommended, and the average meal per person without drinks is around $60. Post your favorite food shots on Instagram with the hashtag Bay Area Bites and have a chance to see your food pics on the show. pick transports us to Cambodia to experience its beautiful and vibrant cuisine. With a traditional yet modern take on the country's signature dishes, come celebrate the culture of Cambodia at Nyam Bai. Nyam Bai started out as a pop-up in my apartment in the Mission in San Francisco, and then um, I got accepted to La Cocina, which is a nonprofit incubator program in San Francisco, and with their help I started to cater um, doing bigger events and things like that. My name is Night Yan and the chef owner of Nyambai. I started Nyambai because I wanted to showcase Cambodian cuisine. It's such an underrepresented cuisine and it's a way for me to celebrate Cambodia and um, to honor my parents' story of coming here to America as refugees. Um, it's the only cuisine that I knew. Um, growing up, I you know, ate rice using my hands. There was a lot of fish. We grew up in a really tiny apartment, so I didn't really have anything else to do besides spend time with my mom in the kitchen. We basically cooked from just memories of how flavors should taste like or certain memories that she had when she was growing up, um, learning how to cook with her mom. So no written his uh, recipes at all. 
For Cambodian cuisine, we cook a lot with kruyung, um, you know, creates like a real funky and herbaceous flavor profile. Every Cambodian family has like their own version of kruyung, but mainly as long as they use lemongrass, lime leaf, um, and galanga, it's the, the foundation of Khmer cooking. I hope that people will learn more about Cambodia and its rich history because Cambodia is a beautiful country. Um, I want people to know that there's more than the Angkor Wat. I know I want people to understand the genocide but also see the beauty that was that happened that was the golden era in Cambodia. Now Chef Tu, I want to I talk certainly about the background of the restaurant which is an inspiring story. Um, but let's talk first about the name. The name means let's eat, right? Yes, that's right, correct. <laughs> Numbai. Numbai. Everybody go. say Numbai. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the chef owner of the restaurant because she is, like you, who yes. are a rock star, top chef, former Thank alum, <laughs> uh, rock star chef, so is uh, the chef owner of this restaurant. She's really getting a lot of accolades. So her story is not only beautiful, but it's amazing. Right. And I support everything that she represents. And beyond that, it's not just a story. When you go eat at our place, the food's amazing, just all around. Right. Mm-hmm. And do you have a dish that makes you sort of nostalgic when you go in there and eat, or, or is I think it so much? For a chef, mm-hmm. I think Night Yoon is super baller mm-hmm. for having her Prohok Gati dish, which is essentially a Cambodian crudite. And Prohok is her pork belly sauce loaded with ferments, so it's like beautiful, umami, delicious, very savory. And she serves vegetables like cabbage, cucumber, oh, celery, so stuff like that. Dip, right? Yeah, but she serves it in a plastic colander. And, <laughs> and I thought that was so amazing because you know why? She wants to keep it 100% real. And she says she wants to serve it the same way you would see it on any Cambodian mother living room or dining room. And she stay true to her roots. She's not trying to be cool. She's trying to be real. Right. And she is being real, and I love it. And it's beyond what the presentation is. The flavor, the crunch, the freshness oversees the plastic colander any day of the week. Right. I love it. What did you have, Anita? Um, the fermented shrimp paste mm-hmm. papaya, green papaya salad. Mm-hmm. I tried it, I did it, and I was like, wow. If this is your flavor mm-hmm. profile, you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. We had yeah. the dry rubbed uh, chicken wings. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Those were juicy, crispy, amazing. Mm-hmm. I had the chicken wings as well, and those were... Those were delicious. They came out steaming, piping hot, like fried chicken should be. And the skin was crunchy. It stayed with the chicken. It wasn't falling off. So the batter was good. And then I think for me, the outstanding thing was the amok. I Hopefully I'm pronouncing that mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. It's only four letters. It was the fish souffle. Yes. And I've, I've, had, I've had souffle. I've had fish. Yeah. I know I'm very ignorant to Southeast Asian flavors or even if they're executed right, but I want to assume that this was done correctly because it was, it was so tender and flaky and what was souffléed was like texture-wise mm-hmm. on point and mm-hmm. it's so money. Like if you don't know what you're getting yourself into, it's like everything is going to be a surprise. So mm-hmm. that was great. Mm-hmm. She is not afraid of flavor. Nope. I love and, and places do have to a, do that. Do you have other dishes again that are so yes, flavorful like um, this? Yes, Cotillo is one of my favorite. And mm-hmm. Cotillo is to Cambodia as far as to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pork broth base and there's little specks of seafood like shrimp and other mm-hmm. pieces of meat like squid and stuff like that. But it's so heartwarming and so attached to your guts, especially if you're hungover on brunch and <laughs> you need something to wake you up. Something like salty broth, yes. um, savory rice noodle. 
definitely one of my favorites. And mm -hmm. the thing that I love about Knight is she's a great representation of Oakland. Mm -hmm. She's not trying to be anybody else. She's yes. being a, a woman of color, and, mm -hmm. and it, it shows you that you can follow your own recipe and right. be that and be extremely successful. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the stuff she makes there in-house, especially the desserts, there's this mm -hmm. one other, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like fried mochi, but it's a ball mm -hmm. and it's crusted in sesame. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the one of, yeah. That's the one, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, can't, the one. yeah. I, can't, I can't figure out how she does it, but she yeah. makes it in-house and yeah. the only other places that I know are, that make it are the places in Chinatown. But, mm -hmm. you know, the cooks who make them are like, 50, 60 year old veterans, like secret techniques that you can't find on. Yeah. Is it like an Arancini? <laughs> secret society? I really wanted to see it. Is it's it like an Arancini or is it it's like? It's like an Arancini, but it's like, it's more mochi like. Okay. Yeah. And it's covered in sesame seeds and there's a sauce inside. Oh my God. Like so, like when you cook it, it puffs into like a perfect yeah, sphere. I need to yeah. that. All right, your restaurant to wrap it up for us. I love Numbai. If you want to check out Oakland and experience Oakland uh, in a dining institution, you should go to Numbai and go see Nat Yoon. Right. Get the deal. <laughs> <laughs> and Anita. Agreed with two. Absolutely. Uh, go to Oakland. Uh, go early because you're going to be waiting in line. Mm -hmm. All right. Dario. You may not be getting on a plane, but you might get on BART and you will definitely end up in Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you would like to try Numbai, it's located on East 12th Street in Oakland. The telephone number is 510-500-3338. It's open for lunch and dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Reservations are not accepted, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $20. I have to thank my fabulous guests on this week's show, Anita Cartagena, who invited us to her favorite spot in Healdsburg for authentic Latin offerings at Guiso Latin Fusion, Dario Alvarado, who floored us with the casual ambiance and delectable cuisine at his pick in San Francisco, Rich Table, and Chef 2 David Fu, who shared an exceptional eatery with a compelling story at Nimbai in Oakland. And we really want to hear about your experiences at any of the restaurants we've been talking about. So keep in touch with us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Or better yet, post your favorite food shots on Instagram with the hashtag Bay Area Bites and have a chance to see your food pics on the show. And don't forget that you can watch any of the shows on our website at kqed.org slash check please. It's where you'll find links to the restaurants and where you'll find my notes on the wines and libations we're drinking today. So join us next time when three more guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. 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 Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by Oakland International Airport. Now with flights all over the world. iFlyOAK.com. The national recognition for healthcare equality. It's a thousand things, big and small. Sutter Health. Redwood Credit Union offers personal and business banking, mobile access, and nationwide ATMs. It's banking for people who call this home and the future we're building together. Redwood Credit Union. Cooking is the first kind of love you know. It was starting when I was a child with my grandmother doing fresh pasta and now I transmit it to all the guests. It's something made specially for them. Oceana Cruises, proud sponsor of Check Please Bay Area. Total Wine & More, offering more than 8,000 wines, 2,500 beers, and 3,000 spirits. Total Wine & More, now with nine Bay Area locations. TotalWine.com.
Hi, Leslie. I want to give a shout out to City College San Francisco Culinary Program. I think they do an amazing job with kids there. Shout out to them.